1: And we're back, Pharrell on the bench, Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty tonight and all week long. 844-843-6879, the number to get involved. We are rocking and rolling on Sirius XM Channel 204, Sports Grid Radio. Good to have you all with us. Uh, yes, Mafia, we are not going to be jinxing the Knicks here. I am not going to that game. It is now 91-81. The Jazz have a 10-point lead. And what did we say needed to change in this game? The Jazz had to start hitting shots. Connolly's got 16 now. Gobert's got 16. Bogdanovich has hit two threes. Uh, Even gotten some help on the bench from Clarkson with 13. So the Jazz start going. And what did you say Rivers had at the half, Mafia? I think you said 25, 25, right? Yes. Yeah, well, guess what he's got now with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Guess how much Rivers has. 25. 25. So he was a perfect, uh, what was he? He was 10 for 10 and 5 for for 5 in the first half. half. Yeah. 0 for 3 and 0 for 1 from 3. So Rivers got cold. And the the Jazz started to make shots. And they are now up 10. And uh, we'll see if they can close the deal in that one. Hawks beat the Clippers earlier, 108-99. Rockets beat the Wizards, 107 88 as far as college hoops, we talked about Duke already. That was uh a misery if you had Georgia Tech getting the six and a half. Tennessee eked it out against Mississippi State Mafia 56 53. Oklahoma upset Texas, 80 to 79. Kentucky gets whacked again, Mafia. 70 to 59. Alabama, who's now ranked ninth in the country. Nate Oates doing an outstanding job, just like Duke, Mafia. So sad to see Kentucky having a rough season.
2: You know, this one's a little less surprising because, well, I mean, it's a little more surprising at this point. Uh, but, I mean, this has always been a team that has, you know, uh, struggled in the beginning of the year with Kentucky lately because of all these guys they bring in all the turnover because, you know, you get these five-star prospects every year and then they leave. But the problem is that you don't know what the system is. You don't know what you're doing, all that kind of stuff, you know, when these guys come in the next season. So that's been something that Cal's had to reinstall pretty much every year. You got to reinstall the whole team, and that's an issue. You know, when you, especially when you have a situation like this, this season, where you didn't know if you're going to be playing or when you're going to play, all that stuff, and you end up having to kind of start, you know, pretty quickly after. You know, you finally get the word that you were going to. So these guys haven't played together a lot. These guys don't have the experience together. You know, in these this school and you know Duke and all these big schools are bringing these top guys that are going to be your main guys. That's why you're seeing more schools like Iowa and Wisconsin and all those ones be the ones that are you know some of the better teams this year because they're the ones that have guys that already know what they're doing. Their guys you know have already been through the system. They've already been through all this stuff, and they're just you know picking up where they left off. So uh, you know I think that's going to be a big you know thing that is important for these teams as the season goes on and as we get into these March Madness and this tournament. You know, even though it's going to be a wacky one, it's not going to be the normal you know, traveling and going back and forth. It's going to be kind of in the bubble. But still, you know, you're know, you seeing the teams that have sold out in a way and just gone for the one-and-dones have their struggles, and it's cost them.
1: No, it really has. No question about that. Um, and, geez, uh, there's going to be a lot of those teams that are not going to make the tournament this year. And there will not be a lot of tears being shed, that's for sure. Uh, a lot of NHL tonight as well, Mafia. 12 games on the card tonight in the NHL. And, and a bunch of late ones that are actually all in the third period right now. Arizona down one nothing to Anaheim at home. A low scoring game there. That was a good under game tonight. But St. Louis and the Knights have gone over the 5.5 total. 4-2 the Blues lead. The Knights has a have a very weird situation where their entire coaching staff was put into uh, quarantine. Not at the game a couple hours before. General Manager Brad McCrimmon is coaching the team tonight. so um, And they got a bunch of guys from the minor league staff to go help out and coach. So um, tough situation for the Knights, and they are down 4-2 to to St. Louis. Colorado putting the whooping on San Jose, 7-2. to We said we liked that over on Coast to Coast today. That's a good one. And Toronto holding on right now, 3-2. They lead the Flames in the third period we've got a bunch of other finals as well that we will talk about but yeah moff i'm surprised they played the game i mean the coach aren't the coaches around the players at practice all day so if all the coaches couldn't be there for vegas tonight how is the team playing tonight that doesn't make any sense to me moff
2: yeah we had this you know similar situation we were talking about last night with that Texas-Oklahoma game they played today. We're like, yeah. if Shaka Smart's out sick, how many other guys on the coaching staff are sick? or How many of the players are going to end up sick today? Are we even going to have this game? And somehow they got it and went through. And, of course, it did not go well for Texas without their head coach there. And, you know, we've got a similar situation going on in Vegas here. I mean, if he, especially, I mean, they're at home at least now, so it's not like they were just traveling. But they haven't traveling recently. They were just in Arizona before these games, right? So they had to come back together on the you know the flight or the bus, however they are doing it. In close, you know, quarantine and in close situations, I don't know. Maybe they were all wearing masks, so they felt safe. But you know, is this a situation yeah. where we end up, you know, by Thursday, Friday of this week, all of a sudden, three or four guys on the you know the nights are out now. Uh, maybe the Ve- maybe uh, yeah. Vegas and the NHL are just like, hey, let's just try to get this one in because we know we're going to have to cancel some at the end of the week.
1: <laughs> that very well could be the case,
2: that's for sure.
1: Pharrell on the bench. Carver High and Mafia here with you. 844-843-6879, the number to get involved. We keep rolling right after this.
3: Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee Governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen posed that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.
4: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need.
5: Reese's
0: Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Believe it or not, you can listen too much to us. I mean- Get to know your family again. Did you know your wife cries herself to sleep every night? That's what she told us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
1: And we're back. Pharrell on the bench, Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty tonight and all week long. 844-843-6879 is the number to get involved. We are rocking, of course, Sirius XM Channel 204 Sports Grid Radio. Good to have you all with us. And the Flames Mafia tie it up at home against the Maple Leafs. It is 3-3 now with just about nine minutes left to go in the third period. We, of course, Mafia are on the Flames tonight. And we were on the Jets as well because we are now fading these teams that lose the first leg of the back to backs. Tonight's situation on that was the Flames, who lost to the Leafs the other night. The Jets lost to the Oilers the other night. The Jets did win. So that now makes it, I believe, 20 and 10. And then if the Flames can pull this one off 21 and 10, that will be the record. Of the team that lost the first leg, what they do in the second leg of that back to back. Some good information there, Mafia, for NHL
2: betting. Wow, that's very interesting. That's, you get all those numbers. You got the great stats on how those things are trending with uh, the things going on, right? Which is crazy this season to be able to track that with how weird the schedule is, the divisions, all that kind of stuff. You know, we talked about it. Uh, I mean, last week I don't know if we talked about it on air or off air, but the way the schedule is, where like you have teams playing each other like yeah. four games in a row, and it's like back to back in one city, then back to back in the next, it's just so crazy and off the way everything is lined up this year for the season to have gone on that to get trends like that is very surprising.
1: Yeah, and and this is gonna real, and it's gonna start to heat up even more. I mean, pretty much eighty uh, percent of the games that were played tonight are all rematches the next two nights. You know, they're, they're, it's it's all these mini two-game series. So, you know, Chicago lost a brutal game to Nashville tonight. They had a 2-0 lead in that game. They lose in overtime. They play Nashville again tomorrow night. Chicago stinks. So I don't know if they're the best team to probably try this strategy on, but you have all these other teams, Isles and Caps, uh, you know, uh, Rangers and Sabres. They'll all play again on Thursday night, and we can put this more to the test I'm not ready to jump in and go and you know auto play every team that loses the first leg yet. I think we need a little bit more data, maybe one more week's worth of data, and there'll be certain teams that we probably don't want to play either. Like I'm not going to play Detroit against Dallas who just lost tonight. But we'll see, Mafia, we will keep tracking it as far as NHL betting goes because it's something to keep an eye on. Uh let's go to let's finally get to this um Hall of Fame vote, Mafia. And this is like this is like sports talk radio dream stuff, you know, because it is silly. The The, the Baseball Hall of Fame, it's become so ridiculous now. Um, they've kept Bonds and Clemens out forever. They didn't get in again tonight. Nobody gets in. You had 14 people who didn't even put any names on their ballot. You've got Kurt Schilling, who now says, don't even put me on the ballot next year. I don't want to be any part of it. I'll wait for the Veterans Committee and guys who actually care about the game to put me in. Um there's nothing that stirs up more strong opinions and controversy and things like that, mafia, than the baseball Hall of Fame vote that gets released every January around this time. It is definitely a fire starter, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, it's definitely you know always a point of contention. I mean, all the Hall of Fame voting, but especially the baseball. Because you actually, you know, can see the numbers of you know the percentages and what they need, and you know you can kind of try to do the math and see if they're trending up, things like that. You know, the guys that let in, don't let in. I mean, you've been a big, you know, kind of uh, I don't want to say hater, that's a little you know harsh, but like you're not big on the Hall of Fame's now anymore. I know that you, you know, you call them the, the Hall of Very Good, they're letting too many guys in, so you must have loved this one. I mean, I did because I think you're, for me, it's a little weird. I know I'm you know the younger generation, but still. I'm fine with them keeping out the cheaters. And, you know, I know Bonds and Clemens were great beforehand. I know that. I agree with that. But to me, once you taint yourself with those steroids, with the cheating, I can't narrow it down to just, oh, well, these are the only years we have to take out, especially because these guys haven't ever come out and admitted it and said, you know, yeah, I did it these years. You know, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have. So, you know, if we can say, hey, well, it was a five-year period. They cheated. Outside of that, there's still Hall of Fame stats. Maybe we can let him in, but because they've never come out and had that mea culpa or admitted when they did it, we can't do that. You don't know when it was, when it started, how much it was. So you know what? Everything you've done now is tainted in my eyes, and then you don't deserve it. And you know what? I love Schilling not being in there, too. You know, he's oh, well, I'm going to sit down next year. Oh, really? Thanks. You didn't get in this year. You weren't going to get in next year either. So it's not like you're doing some big favor to everybody, taking yourself out of the running here in your last year of eligibility when no one likes you anyway. And honestly, to me, he's not a Hall of Famer anyway. And there's questions about him, too. I know there's not questions to the degree of Bonds and Clemens, but you know his best seasons were 34, 36, and 37 years old. That's not when you're supposed to be your best as a pitcher. So I have a little bit of worry there. And again, 216 wins, yes, we're not in the old era of you needing 300 wins to get into the Hall of Fame. But 216 wins yeah. in 20 seasons, that's just over 10 wins a season? That's not Hall of Fame to me. No,
1: I think that there's definitely some debate about Kurt Schilling. i've I've never put him on, you know, when we do these mock ballots and fake ballots. We used to do them at the last place we worked at every year. And I would never put him on it um basically because of the things that you just said, um over the long longevity of his career, and I know he had three hundred strikeouts a bunch of times, things like that. I get it. i I wasn't sure if he was right there. Now, there's a few guys who have been put in. That, like I like you said, Hall of Very Good. There's a few guys that have been put in that kind of lead the door for him to possibly go in. But here's my problem with the Schilling stuff, Mafia. He was only a couple votes short. And these guys who vote for this, these baseball these baseball writers of America, there's a lot of them. They like to, you know, think that they're smarter than everybody else. They play God. They don't, they don't. It should be what you do on the field. And that's it. And I know that the capital stuff that that happened after people voted. We we saw that story last week. Some guys wanted to change their vote, that didn't happen. But even without that, he's done a lot of dumb stuff. Forever, is he a, is he a complete pain in the you know what off the field since he has stopped playing? Is he is he can he be an idiot a lot of the time? Yes, he can. Is that a reason why he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely not. If you think he's a Hall of Fame player, it needs to be based off what he did on the field. Okay. Not, not because you don't like what he's done off the field for the last eight nine years, and I admit some really dumb, moronic stuff he has said, but that should not keep him out of the Hall of Fame. And I got a feeling, Mafia, when he's that close to getting in, there was a few people who didn't put him on that ballot because of those reasons that I just said.
2: Yeah, of course, you're always going to get that. I mean, this isn't a you know objective thing as it should be. It should be objective. It should be just about the stats. But we know, you know, human error, human, you know. Nature, these guys have feelings and they get hurt when these guys don't talk to them, when they're not nice to them, when they're jerks to them. You know, they don't treat them with the same respect they feel like they're deserved. And, you know, some of them aren't deserved that because some of the writers are jerks and just try to, you know, torpedo guys for sure. But, you know, when you have people that are out there that have to, you know, deal with these guys and figure out what they are, if they're Hall of Famers or not, they don't separate their feelings enough from the stats as opposed to just how they think the person is the person. And, Maybe that's not fair, but that is how it is. So maybe that's a lesson, you know, these younger guys should learn. You know, all these guys that are jerks now, you're gonna be going through the same thing. You know, when you look and you see Clemens and Bonds and Schilling and some of these other guys that have had their struggles because they were tools when they were players and didn't like the media or didn't like the fans. Well, maybe you should take a you know a page not out of their book, you know, from the opposite and say, Maybe I should be nice, you know, be like Pudge. Everyone loves Pudge. Was he a Hall of Famer? Hell no. Yeah. Did he cheat? Probably yes, but still he got in for some reason because he was nice.
1: And that honestly was gonna circle me back, Mafia, to what you said before, you know, about Bonds and Clemens. And I know that there's more of a, you know, yeah, they did it uh, with tests and things like that. And I'm gonna save this for when we come back because I do have got a lot to say about it. But on just on Schilling, I, I don't have a problem with what he did saying. I don't want to be on the ballot. I think he's right. You guys can put let guys. You guys don't want to put me in the right way, then just take me off it all together. I think he's doing a good job with it. Pharrell on the bench. Carver High and Mafia, in for Scotty, tonight and all week long, 844-843-6879. We keep rolling on Sirius XM Channel 204, Sports Grid Radio, right after this.
3: Is America's primary system working?
1: And we're back. Pharrell on the bench. Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty tonight and all week long. 844-843-6879, the number to get involved. We're rocking on Sirius XM channel 204 Sports Grid Radio and everywhere else. It is good to be with you. Um, Mafia, I do want to put the bow on this because I just, you cracked the door open with Pudge Rodriguez, who I just, I cannot believe that that dude is in the Hall of Fame. I just can't do it. Um, but here's my problem, and this is why Bonds and Clemens should be in. If you're gonna let one in, you gotta let them all in. That dude cheated. Okay. Is he is it to the levels and to the notoriety of Clemens and of Bonds? No, it is not. And I I like these and I think Piazza's a Hall of Famer too, but you know that there was whispers about him. So Pudge, Piazza, Bagwell, guys that there was whispers about, they're all in. And the most egregious one of them all, Mafia, who is in the Hall of Fame and should absolutely open the doors himself to Bonds and Clemens being in as well, is Bud Selig. And that dopey committee put Bud Selig in the Hall of Fame a few years ago. And once they did that, who allowed it all to go on, they all should be in with him. That's the way I've always felt about it. I'm sorry. You let him in, they should all be in,
2: Mafia, and that's it. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, if the ringleader was in there, and it's not like, oh, well, he just didn't know. Like He flat-out turned a blind eye to it. He knew it was happening. He didn't encourage it. He didn't you know put the needles in their arms themselves. But... You know he knew what these guys were doing and didn't try to stop it because he saw what it was doing at the gate. So I'm with you. You know he had a lot of stuff, a lot of skeletons in his closet as far as that whole saga and that drama and all that uh, you know controversy went. So you know they all kissed up to him and, and sucked up to him because him increasing revenue and bringing him back from strikes and stuff. But if he let that go, you're right. Then he shouldn't let. Then the guys who he let do it should get away with it as well. Yeah, I wouldn't mind people putting up a fight if Bud Selig still wasn't
1: in. But I'm sorry, and Tony La Russa as well. Who was also uh, sat by with the A's in the late '80s, early '90s, and with McGuire in St. Louis had a big hand of it all going on too, and he's in the Hall of Fame as well. So if those guys are in, put Bonds and Clemens in, and next year, and here's and next year's going to be interesting. Mafia, the last year for Bonds and Clemens, the first year for A. Rod and David Ortiz. I had a tweet earlier. I said you just should put them all in in one shot. Make it the steroid year. Get them all in. Ortiz. Arod, rod Bonds, Clemens. It could be steroid summer at Cooperstown. Put them all in at once and get it over with so we don't have to argue about it every year anymore. Yeah, you sponsored know, by a drug company. You know, this, is, this has bothered me for a long time, Mafia. It's bothered me for a long time, and you know what I'm going to say. They put that guy Ortiz in, and not everybody else. I'm going to go nuts. And I shouldn't get so excited <laughs> about this stuff. It's the dopey baseball Hall of Fame which means absolutely nothing anymore from what they've done watering it down. But if they put Ortiz in, who was on the same list as A-Rod, but because he yelled at everybody outside a press conference at Yankee Stadium one day, nobody ever talked to him about it anymore. He goes in Mafia and the other guys don't. I'll really disown the Baseball Hall of Fame forever.
2: Yeah, not only was he on that list, you know, you talk about these other guys like (laughs) Bonds, Clemens, A-Rod, like they were great before they allegedly used he was nothing before he got the boss and all of a sudden the numbers just jumped when he inflated. So yeah, he's the most obvious guy that should not, you know, have that work in his favor, but, but but they love him. That's the thing. They love him. He's so nice. He's so affable. He's so friendly with the media and you know what else is going to help him too? You know, which is sad to say, but the whole thing of, you know, him getting shot and surviving that, that story is going to help him as well in their eyes. I'm sure. I, they cannot. They better not put him in over
1: those other guys. They better not do it, and they're going to because they're the baseball writers of America, and they put in guys that they like, and they don't put in guys that they don't. It was a crime that Albert Bell was only on the ballot once. He's one of the best hitters of the last 30 years. He was he, Not saying he's a Hall of Famer, but he should have stayed on the ballot. He never did. All right, that's enough. We're done with the Hall of Fame. We can only do so much with it, Mafia. We can only do so much. Hall of Fame. Let's go to the phones now, Mafia. How about that? How about Anthony... In Boston. Pharrell on the bench, Sports Grid Radio. What's up, Anthony?
6: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, Let me say, shake it up. Yeah, shake Shake it up. Shake it up. (laughs) Can I get a bear to to Sports (laughs) Grid to let you guys do that or what?
1: Yeah, Moff, is the tap open tonight? I think it's gotta be open. I mean, listen. Well, what exactly do you want to have, Ant? I mean, we could go. Do you, Are you going heavy? Are you going light? Are you going Guinness? Like, what are? What do you want to crack on the tap here? tonight we. I we gotta pace.
6: Go? I get, I gotta pace myself. I got shoveling to do. It's snowing okay. outside randomly. I mean, it's January. Oh, yeah, I'm not geez. surprised. But that cord's light's Fine. I'll we'll get that?
1: him a light beer. Get him a light beer, he You gotta go light. Get him a light beer. There it is. Oh yeah. There thank you, is, thank man. you, thank you. All right, um, fire and, it up. You know,
6: fire I got to complain about Tuca Rass, man. It's like, you know, I watch him, I watch him make saves, and, you know, he gets all these stats like Aaron Rodgers, you know, like he's a stat machine. And then he he leaves in the playoffs. He left us. Uh, he's a charlatan. I just don't want him on my team. And, you know, and my friend's like, oh, oh Tuka, oh. Ah. I'm like, I, I can't. I, I'm just not into it. He's fake. I like the Bruins. Uh I don't know. I'm just sick like of looking at his stupid face. i curious if you guys, you know, not that you're Bruins fans, but... Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: I'll say this, Ant, about Rask. If I was in your position and that guy played for my team with what happened in the bubble last year, I could see why you're not so friendly with him anymore or, you know, don't want to look at his face Things like that. Um, it, it it just wasn't handled properly. Like, guys had an option to opt out, and plenty of guys did. They didn't go to the bubble and stayed home, and that's okay. But he went and, you know, kind of, you don't want to say, you know, went halfway through the motions, and then he just gets up and leaves after the first round. The way he did it was wrong. And my. You know, I, I can see why Bruin fans might have a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth with Tuka Rask coming into this season, but the Bruins, as usual, they're playing well, Mafia, so it's possible that you can put it in the back pocket while you're doing well.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would have more of an issue with that. The play just hasn't been as well from this year. I know, you know, it's still early. He's 2-1, but the save percentage below 90% is not good. You know, over two goals a game, he's given up. That would be the more issue I have. I get, you know, when it first happened, obviously, you're going to be very hurt. You're going to be, you know, ticked off that he did this to you, that he left you high and dry. But, you know, he recently actually opened up and did an interview about it, you know, at the beginning of this month and said, like, he got a call. His daughter was in the ambulance. She wasn't doing well. She was sick. Like, anybody was you know, has children or has family that you care about, you know, in a pandemic especially can be like, hey, listen, maybe, I, you know, I'll give you a break on that one because it's not a normal situation. Normally, you know, that happens. He leaves the team. He's gone for a couple of days, maybe a week at most, and he comes back, everything's fine. But because of the situation we're in with the pandemic and the bubble, and they're like, all right, well, then you're done. And it stinks. Eh? But you got to you know, have your family first. You, you got your kid in an ambulance and she's sick. You're worried about her. You're, you know, a country away. You're freaking out. So I can't fault him for that. At the time, yeah, everyone and I, you know, was probably one of them too, saying like, "Was he doing? How could he bail on his team? If you didn't want to be there, you should have, be, you know, been there." But when your kid's sick in a pandemic, they're all bets are off. I don't care. You got go to go the back.
1: Uh, I I I said it at
2: that time. I don't
1: disagree. I understand completely the stories that came out why he did it. I'm saying if I was a Bruin fan, I could see. You know, listen, the situation that happened, the guy had to go. He had to go. But I could see where there's some fans like Anthony who still don't hold him in the we highest.
2: They weren't gonna going to be Tampa right. anyway. Come, Come on, on, let's like be that.
1: honest. They still weren't being Tampa.
2: Ah, look, here's
1: what I know. They haven't – they they've been to a final with Rask. Um, they have not won. You know, Thomas won that cup against Vancouver. So, you know. Talk about uh, another guy
2: who lost his mind after is a, lost.
1: Rask is a really good – regular season goalie he's and his playoff success is spotty let's just say that his playoff success is spotty um losing in the cup final of course to uh to you know, did he play i gotta go back and look moff did he play in the black in the blackhawks they lost to the blackhawks in that series he was the goalie for that one as well so he's lost a couple cup finals Tuka. i think this is his last year with the bruins either way but the bruins are playing good moff it, Yeah, the two. So the the one two years ago, and then early a couple years before that, one of the Blackhawk Cups, I believe that they they uh they beat Boston when he was between the pipes. So, but they're right there in the East again, six four uh four one and one nine points. They're right behind the Caps. I mean the Flyers and the Penguins with nine. This East is already shaping up to be insane. Eleven points, nine points, nine points, nine points, seven seven. Isles and the Rangers at the bottom right now, Mafia. Isles Isles can't score goals. I mean, just an awful loss for the Islanders in Washington tonight. They kill a five-minute major with ten minutes left to go in the third period, and then they give up just an awful goal in the final minute, and they lose to the Caps, who had no Ovechkin, no Kuznetsov, no Samsonov. Uh, really bad loss for the Isles, and Barry Trotz blew up after the game, which you don't see very often, calling out his team. Uh, we'll see if the Isles can pick the ship back up. And the same thing with the Rangers, Moff. They're off to an awful start, and they need to get a win Thursday night in Buffalo. The, the Rangers absolutely have to get a W Thursday night, Mafia. No ways about it.
2: Yeah, you can't score goals, and we can't stop them. The, the defense for them have just been absolutely pathetic. Yeah. they had a lead against <laughs> Buffalo today, and they blow it. You, know, you got Jack Johnson back there being old. you got the who's more worried about Trump's Twitter than stopping the puck. It's just a bad situation for them all around on the defensive side.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Islanders actually have given up the most goals in the league, non-Dallas and Florida Carolina COVID-missed games division. So the Islanders do have that going for them, but they don't score any goals either, and that's a problem. Pharrell on the bench, Carver High, and Mafia with you, 844-843-6879. We keep it rolling on Sirius XM Channel 204 Sports Grid Radio right after this.
5: That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
6: Restrictions apply, actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.
0: Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all you can listen buffet of live on, live matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.
1: We're back. Pharrell on the bench. Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty tonight and all week long. 844-843-6879. The number to get involved. We are rocking on Sirius XM channel 204 Sports Grid Radio. Good to have everybody with us. Monster third period comeback by the Vegas Golden Knights Mafia. They were down 4-2 going into the third. They tie it up and they go to overtime Against St. Louis. So they don't have their entire coaching staff. The GM is behind the bench. Nice job by the Knights tonight. As they have at least gotten a point, And now they are trying to get one more. The third period goals were scored. Both by Pacioretty. So Pacioretty scores both goals in the third period. He has a hat trick mafia. He scored the second, third, and fourth goals for Vegas. Big night for him. And it is now 4-4. Uh, elsewhere tonight, uh, Avalanche, ups, uh, they just went final 7-3. They beat the Sharks. Sharks with a field goal there. 7-3 for the Avalanche. They get the win at home. Caps beat the Isles 3-2. Bruins beat the Penguins 3-2. 3-2 was wild tonight. 3-2, the Sabres beat the Rangers. Flyers over the Devils 5-3. Panthers over the Blue Jackets 4-3. Preds beat the Hawks 3-2. Jets beat the Oilers. And the Leafs did come back and win that game, Mafia, over the Flames 4 To three. So that's one and one tonight. One win, one loss for the teams that lost the first game of that back to back. So we will continue to track that. NBA tonight, Mafia. The Knicks get it done for us. They fall asleep in the second half. And the Jazz, 108 to 94, take care of business. Mafia, honestly, probably the best halftime analysis we've ever had in an NBA game because everything that we thought could happen there actually did. Rivers slowed down. the The guys on the Jazz got it going, and the Jazz take care of business. Knight's job if we picked up that money line in game wager at halftime.
2: Oh, dude. I mean, I mean, I know they're a little bit tougher this year. They're better under Tibbs, but they are the Knicks. So that was the easiest pick we probably have made ever in our lives. To know that Utah, with how well they're playing, and the Knicks on this long road trip, you know, it was going to change and flip flop in the second half.
1: Yeah, and so nice job there. The Rockets beat the Wizards 107-88. to 88. Hawks beat the Clippers 108-99. to 99. Uh, No Kawhi, no Paul George for the Clippers as they start a long East Coast road trip. Um, I saw Ty Lucey, uh before the game, Mafia. Not sure when they are going to get them back. They're both feeling good, but they are not going to be with the team. And, and this that was another game, Mafia, where, once again, you have no idea who's ever playing in these games before they happen like I this morning the Hawk guys tweeted out people out no Trey young tonight what happened Trey young played he had like he had like 35 points 38 points like I just don't the NBA is impossible to figure out when these guys are playing and when they're not I, I mean just seriously we need a, a better injury or who's not playing system in the NBA especially if we want to play props
2: and stuff mafia it just really hurts you yeah, it's infuriating because you know a lot of times you want to jump on those early, especially the props, the player props, because you know, you get the numbers and then as people start to bet them, especially if they have a you know favorable number one way or the other for a certain guy, you know, for the over, the number starts going up and you want to get on early to make sure that you don't lose out on that. But the problem is now, as you said, you know, you don't know who's playing, and the book doesn't even know who's playing at the time. You know, we we're doing the show at four o'clock. I think we we're doing the NBA probably what around 5.15, five fifteen, five twenty Eastern time. And there still no props up for Cam Reddish, you know, because they didn't know what was going on with that, this team and who was playing, who wasn't. So, you know, even the book who has a lot better information than the rest of us and who these leagues are supposed to be working with now, you know, to make sure that they have the most up-to-date information. Because now that gambling's legal, they all sold out and have partnerships and supposed to be giving them, you know, all this information so that everything's up-to-date in the line and all that. Yeah. Even they don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's amazing. It really is. It's absolutely amazing. The NBA stuff drives me nuts uh, on a nightly basis. And NCAA rack tonight. Oklahoma upset Texas, eighty to seventy nine. Nice job by them. Alabama eleven point win over Kentucky, seventy to fifty nine. Tennessee squeaked by over Mississippi State, 56-53. That game stayed under. Remember talking with Keith about it on coast to coast. I think it was one twelve or one twenty somewhere in that range. Uh, and it does stay under the uh, the total. St. Louis gets upset by Dayton tonight in the A10, 76 to 71. And Sharif Cooper goes off again, Mafia, for Auburn, 88-82. They beat Missouri, and that is a good night. And tomorrow night, Mafia, we got another good slate. A lot of games tomorrow night again in college hoops, including my Fighting Irish, who will probably get hammered at home by V So, and uh, Duke beat um, Duke beat Georgia Tech. And North Carolina beat Pitt, so those were a couple other games in the ACC. We got you all cut up. A couple things in baseball, Mafia. We talked about the Hall of Fame stuff. We can't do that anymore. It's, I'm gonna bang my head against the wall. Um, some actual things that can are gonna happen this season. Guys who are actually still playing. JT Realmuto, our own man Craig Mish uh, from Sports Grid uh, reported this earlier today. He is going to go back to the Philadelphia Phillies. Five years, I think, Mafia. 125. If I remember correctly, uh 5-1-20, 5-125 125 somewhere in that area for El Muto. And you know what, Mafia, it's amazing. It just doesn't put a dent, you know, in the Phillies at all because it's the same team, they still need pitching and they're still Josh 7-1 the to win Lions! the NL East. <laughs> but even behind the Nationals, you know, the the Mets have moved up the board and we're going to talk about them in a moment, but I mean, I think the biggest thing for the Phillies mafia is they had to keep him with everything that they gave up to Florida to get the guy. You really had to show him the money as we just heard from Jerry right there and pay the guy. But it t- puts no dent in their odds for the NL East. They're still 7 to 1.
2: No, cuz essentially, you know, you kind of bring him back to the, the same guy, same team. They haven't made a lot of other moves. I think that's right. been the big splash for a lot of people in the East when you have you know, other teams, you know, Washington just got a you know, hand to closer. Atlanta's made some moves. The Mets obviously made the Lindor trade and are still trying to get Bauer. So there's a lot of other teams in that division that are making moves that are making, you know, a lot more splash than just, ah, hey, we're going to go back with the same man and, and try to do it again when they didn't have the success last year. So we'll see if that develops for them. Maybe it does. Maybe, you know, having the same guys around, you know, as we were just talking about with the Jazz earlier, you get the, you know, get the chemistry, get the guys playing the way they need to. I think it's a little different in baseball than it is in, in basketball in that sense. But, you know, they had to because, and he had to essentially too. I mean, the Mets were the other ones who were the big ones out there looking for a catcher when the season, the uh, offseason started. And then they went and signed, you know, their guy instead of paying him all the money. They went a little cheaper in their route and tried to spend the money elsewhere, like they're going to do with Bauer. So that kind of really left Real Muto with just the Phillies, right? I mean, to me, that's really all you heard about was him and them. You know, the Mets and the Phillies were the ones that were kind of in on him. And after that, it's like, I guess I'll just go back here, and you got good money, so it's not like he had to really settle.
1: Yeah, and, and it seems like the Mets, at the point when they signed McCann, you know, they were talking to Real Muto, but it was more, look, we don't want to get in a bidding war and lose out on McCann because a lot of teams were after him as well. And the Mets just said, ah, you know what, we'll just cut our cut our losses. Let's just go get McCann, and then we can work on other things like the Lindor trade. And the other thing, Mafia, that also kind of got out there today. Uh, I know Bob Nightingale, our guy, had this earlier in the afternoon, is that the Mets seemingly have made the biggest offer to Trevor Bauer, who's the last big chip, big fish you could say left in the MLB free agency pool as we are really two or three weeks away from spring training getting going. Trevor Bauer is still the big crown jewel out there. There is one other guy that's kind of laying low. And would be a good fit for somebody, Moff, and that's Ozuna. has signed Marcelo Ozuna yet. I think you should go to a D8, you know, AL team, DH, things like that. But really, Bauer's the guy. Seems like the Mets are very much in the mix here. You're a Met guy. Is this going to happen? Do you want Bauer? I've actually, I'm kind of surprised, Moff. I've seen people, even Met fans, like, oh, I don't want him. Uh, what do you think
2: on Bauer? I want him. You know, he's a great pitcher. I know that he has this. You know, he's very eccentric. He's very kind of strange, and that always doesn't always translate in New York with the media, with the fans. I kind of just want the guy that's you know the head down, going to do his job and be a badass and just mug everybody down. Like he's kind of a little weird to a lot of people, but I like him. I think that he's a great pitcher. He's you know had some great seasons here these last couple of years, and if i I think I was seeing that the, the big thing for the contract the Mets were offering him too is more of you know big money, short term, which is always something that he likes to do. And, you know, a lot of the interviews his agent has done too has really talked about New York and New York, New York. And I feel like all these other teams, not just because I'm a Met fan, but just because of the agent talk and the way that their offer is, you know, set up. It seems like a lot of these other teams that they were getting involved and in talking to is more of just trying to get more of what they wanted from New York than trying to actually go to these other places because, you know, maybe he like L.A., but, you know, if he's a guy that wants to win, if he's, you know, tired after going from Cleveland to Cincinnati – you know, if he wants to get on a, a team that might win, not that the Mets are guaranteed that, but they're definitely a lot better shot at that than the Angels, who, you know, keep seemingly make these big moves that flop in their face and just leave Mike Trout out of the playoffs year after year, despite him being the best player in baseball. So, you know, maybe he'd want to go there and say, hey, if I come here, I think that I can, you know, make this team a playoff contender. Or, you know, if maybe he likes New York. But from what everything, you know, you were hearing throughout the the offseason here and the the hot stove, it seemed like New York was going to be in the long run and everybody else was just kind of you know, running the offers up on him. I will say this about him,
1: Mafia. You know, I do think you got to be a little careful. I, this year, he was unbelievable, and even you know, he when the Indians traded him over to Cincinnati he was pretty good. It's not like he had like these dominant, no doubt about it, multiple seasons with the Indians where he was like you know one of the best two or three pitchers in baseball. When's the Cy Young this year in a shortened season with the Reds? I do think that there's a little bit of skepticism here of, of him being a guy worth the kind of money that he's going to get. But I also saw somebody uh, tweet out a comparable number before Scherzer signed with the Nationals. About the same age and you know the, the two or three seasons prior to signing with Washington, the same things were being said about Scherzer. Is he going to be worth this kind of money? He goes to Washington and boy Mafia, he was worth all the money. So, you know, I think that's something you have to look at. And also, Mafia, if you're looking to get the Mets on any of these futures, get them now before they sign Bauer. Because this eleven to one that they have on FanDuel to win the World Series, or this uh plus five fifty, five and a half to one to win the National League, if the Bauer thing becomes official, you know where that's going, Mafia. Up, up, up. So I'd get the Mets now if you really think they're signing Bauer and you
2: think that they could be a factor in the National League or for the World Series. Right. I mean, if you have a staff of Carrasco, Bauer, and DeGrom coming into the next season, you don't even need two other pitchers. Just run, especially if Bauer's talking about pitching every four days anyway. Like, why not just run him out there? And that's why I think you know I kind of like the idea of maybe a higher value, shorter contract, because you see all these guys that get these long-term deals and how it bites the team back in the end. You know, when you, especially pitchers, the longer you drag it out – the more, you know, situation you have where their arm might just fall off and it's not worth it at all. So the Mets who have a history of making big deals, that, you know, bite them. Uh, I think it would work out better for them to, to give them a little more money and, and get the juice for the shorter term. Get everything you can out of them and then if he fades off or he wants another big deal, you know, you could always let him go somewhere else and try to go, yeah. you know, elsewhere with the big money you have with this new owner, but not lock yourself in for a, you know, eight, nine, ten year deal. No, I'm with you. Uh, just be very careful. He could be
1: outstanding, that's for sure. He might not. And and I still can't believe, looking at these FanDuel numbers, how the Yankees are second to win the World Series at 5-1. to one. I mean, they just got two pitchers who's basically thrown no pitches the last year and a half in Tyone and Kluber. I don't see it. Pharrell on the bench. Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty tonight and all week long. 844-843-6879. The number will come back. We'll wrap this puppy up. The bench rolls on right after this.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem.
6: Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now.
5: They'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.
1: And we're back. Pharrell on the bench. Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty as we wrap up. Our Tuesday night show, we will be here for Scotty all week long. He will be back Monday, Super Bowl week. He will be fired up, ready to go to talk about the Bucks and the Chiefs down in Tampa. I cannot wait. Mafia, when you go on FanDuel, and I did that to look up all the Mets stuff, and here's Zany Future's parlay of the night, Mafia. Here we go. Lakers to win the NBA title. Dodgers to win the World Series. Vegas to win the Stanley Cup. $20 bet, all 3 got to win, $3148. Mafia, there you go, a $3100 to $20 parlay. Dodgers, Lakers,
2: Vegas. Let's go. <laughs> really? Surprised it didn't go LA LA LA, but then, you know, no there's definitely no way that's happening. Yeah, so, the Kings, some team. King's State. Like, I guess Vegas is close <laughs> enough to a second team for anybody who's a Kings fan. The Lakers I think is a good chance for that one. I mean, they're just on fire right now. I mean, obviously the Dodgers have that ridiculous lineup, but I mean, how many times have we seen a repeat champion in Major League Baseball? I've, it's been a long time, right? Even you know when you had the the Giants going and doing it, you know, off and on, it was never really back to back, right? So I don't know. Do yeah. you go AL? You go some other team in the NL upsetting them? I don't know if I could go with the Dodgers this year getting a repeat. I think just to use all the favorites in a futures
1: parlay like that. Like, you're giving yourself a good chance, if you can get the first one out of the way, to maybe give yourself some hedge opportunities later on. I love crazy stuff like this. I love building these parlays on FanDuel. All right, Mafia, tremendous stuff tonight. Great job. Uh, Pharrell on the bench, Carver High, and Mafia. We've been here for Scotty. We'll be here the rest of the week. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. 843 6879 Thanks, for everybody, for rocking with us on Sirius XM. Channel 204, Sports Grid Radio. Sports Rage Late Night with morenzi is up next. We will see you tomorrow. Have a good night. Reese's Peanut
0: Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.